Hello, and welcome back to the A&R Podcast. I'm your co-host, Ryan. And I'm your other host, Addison. And here today, we have a special guest, Megan. Hi. So, today we are reviewing the film, A Silent Voice on Netflix. A Silent Voice is about when a grade school student with impaired hearing is bullied mercilessly so that she transfers to another school. Years later, one of her former tormentors sets out to make amends. So... Let's get right into the film. Uh, so what did everyone think of the opening scene of the character trying to kill himself on the bridge? Um, it definitely set up what the movie was going to have in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was, how do I say this? It was appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. It's a very, it's a very good opening because even though this is a uh, PG-13 film, it obviously deals with a lot of dark topics like suicide. Yes. Mm-hmm. Bullying, obviously. But yeah, honestly, for uh, the opening scene, it was a little confusing for me. Because so, from what I got, the reason that he doesn't kill himself was because that he heard fireworks going off am i correct um i think so okay, oh yeah, yeah the firecrackers yeah that that's i thought someone was gonna stop him or something yeah it was foreshadowing i believe for when you know the firework festival at the end when um mm-hmm. oh shoot what was her name show ya? yeah sure yeah yeah. When Shoya is about to, or she jumps off the ledge and yeah. catches her, and it's during the fireworks scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Some nice foreshadowing. Yeah. Of, uh, yeah. Okay, so did anyone actually like, memorize the names of the characters? Um, I have oh. a list in front of me. <laughs> okay. I just well, have like Shoya and Shoko. <laughs> Because the way that I kind of memorized it was just, I didn't get their names. I just got their hair color because everyone had a different hair color. <laughs> so I was like, okay, the blonde girl. Hair. Oh, like, I example, you, yeah. The blonde girl is, she's super mean, but she acts really nice. Yeah. Um, and then there was the brunette tall girl who was uh, Shoko's friend in grade school who decided to like learn sign language. Miyoko. Uh, like, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was hard for me to learn their names. Because, okay, wait, how was everyone watching this? Did anyone watch it, like, with um, original Japanese with, like, English subtitles? Um, this would be my third time watching it. And this time I watched it with my mom in English mm-hmm. dub. So. Yeah. Same. Did anyone have the subtitles on, though? I no. did, yeah. I did, yeah. Because, so, like, they would sometimes, I didn't like how the subtitles didn't match with what they were saying. Yeah. And that does happen with some other shows as well, like the show Elite on Netflix. I I actually watch it in the original Spanish, just with English subtitles, because personally for me, it's kind of distracting to have both the subtitle and dubbed in English, even though I'm obviously choosing to do that. It's just... That's how I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. 
Wait, so Megan, you said that you, this is your third time watching it. Are you saying that you actually have watched it originally when it, like, in, when they... In Japanese? Yes, that's why. Yes, I... Which is better, in a sense? Um, personally, I like all of my anime with um, English subtitles and Japanese dub, or not dub, just original audio. Mm -hmm. um, this time I was watching it with my mom, so I decided to go full on with English. <laughs> Be, be nice to her. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Okay. Well, one of the reasons that we wanted you to be a guest star on this episode, because you're doing an animation, is the style of, of animation, obviously. Because you like drawing, Addy also likes drawing. So you guys, tell me, what do you guys think of the art style? And then I'll give my uncultured opinion after. Um, for A Silent Voice, this is honestly my favorite anime. One of the reasons is because it has an amazing art style. I love the symbolism with the X's and I love the, um, the visuals. Like when the dude goes to, or what is his name? When Shoko, uh, Shoya goes to save Shoko from jumping off the ledge. And instead of him hitting the ground, um, they have an egg falling into a glass container. Mm -hmm. And it makes oh, a slashing noise. Okay. So, Addy, would you like to give your opinion on the art style before I say anything? Um, sure, yeah. I thought it was kind of interesting that um, there was both, like, the anime, like, drawn, drawn style, I guess. Like, more of a cartoony style mixed with, like, a lot of realistic stuff. Like, a lot of the background seemed to look more of realism style, like the bushes and stuff. So mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty cool, and it worked. Yeah, I noticed that too. I really liked that when they were walking past all the buildings, um, when they were like walking from school or walking from work or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. And all of the buildings would just be like realistically shaded. They would have moss on them. I thought it looked really cool. It was mm -hmm. very pretty. Uh, I, I agree with you guys. Like, obviously, I'm not an artist, so I can't say like what's good in bad art in the sense but yeah it did look very realistic Percy for me kind of I thought what was the most realistically animated scene was actually the fireworks scene yeah I thought that like when I saw that for a second I genuinely thought wait did they somehow like add in film of actual fireworks to the background I'm like no they they wouldn't do that that sounds too complicated <laughs> But like it was, it was very good, um, and just yeah. With the animation, you could obviously change certain things depending on what you need. Like for example, um, Shoya's eyes are like very big to kind of give like her innocence. So I really like that, and uh, the axes on the faces as well. Personally, for me. When I saw the axes on the faces, I thought that had to do something with his suicide or like him thinking about committing suicide because I uh, thought it was how he didn't see people as people in a sense. And the reason axes kept falling off people's faces like at times was because he actually kind of made a human connection with them. So he saw them as more than just like another person passing by. Mm -hmm. So... I guess maybe I was thinking too deeply about the symbolism. No, I think you're right. Um, yeah. Because at the end, when, uh, what's her name? 
uh, Naoka when she gets her, uh, I guess it was supposed to be redemption because the X falls off her face, even though she continues to be mean. Um, Yeah. Yeah, she just, she goes to him and she apologizes and then the X falls off. So I think I side with you on your opinion Mm -hmm. because he sees her as more than just, you know, a passing person or more than just a bully. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was like, he had written everybody off, like, just to X them out, like, no, they're not going to be good people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know that after he bullied um, Shoya, he got mm-hmm. bullied himself, so he probably thought that he was alone and he was Xing everyone out. He was um, trying to cast them aside. He's saying, these people are going to hurt me. I can't approach them or anything. So when someone approaches him and they're nice to him and the X balls off, he's like, oh, you know, maybe I can actually make relationships with people. Maybe, you know, not everything is a lost cause anymore. I agree with you because, like, especially, as you said, uh, with, uh, oh, my God, how, how do you pronounce her name? Um, Naoka? Naoka, thank you. Uh, with her, where the X kept going up and then falling off her face. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was a very interesting thing, like, with her relationship with Shoya, because, like, with my whole thing of thinking, okay, so the X means that he doesn't really see them as a human, he's writing them off. It was just, it was very interesting to see, like, how even when he was still writing off Naoka, she was still in his life. I don't know, I thought that was that was very interesting, and that can show kind of, like, how alone someone can feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, that even in, obviously, uh, it doesn't happen, but, like, which could have been even a more powerful scene, uh, where he, when they're at, like, the carnival or the festival, no, not a carnival, I guess, I think it's an amusement park, uh, where everyone would have an axe on their face, and it could kind of show that even someone who is in a group of friends still feels lonely so yeah yes. um talking about the ending school festival uh yes that is or, my- yeah <laughs> maybe the part where they're like going to the roller coaster and then then you find out that yuzuru recorded on our camera to catch naoka pretty much oh, saying that- to uh shogo that she hates her because Shoka always or Shoko always apologizes for everything that mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm, I'm not sure if that was the end of the year festival or an amusement park I think that was right before okay. the coasters is an amusement park um but the school festival is when there's all the confetti and everyone has x's all over their faces that come off at the end oh yeah oh, then okay. yeah yeah um I think it's like maybe like two-thirds of the way in the movie of that that scene mm-hmm. that I was talking about. Okay, but speaking of uh, Shoya, what were your guys' opinions about him? Because I didn't like him. Sure. Um, personally, I like him because I saw that he was one of the only people to really make an effort to start being nice to Shoko again. Um, mm-hmm. And when I saw the girl with the black hair, you know, continually or continuously being mean to her, it kind of just highlighted how much he was trying to fix his action or well, not actions, but fix his 
attitude, I guess, towards people understand. Um, and you can see that it's a struggle when he's on the bridge with all of his, well, I don't know if, yeah, they're his friends, with all of his friends. Um, and he yells at them and he kind of breaks down and everyone leaves him. Uh, that scene though, for me, uh, the bridge scene, that was a little confusing. So like that whole scene was them bringing up their past, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, like, okay, I got why Shoya was, so he's, he was obviously mad at himself. Because, mm-hmm. and this is why I didn't like him, because he's a little psychopath. <laughs> In sixth grade, he assaults a girl. He assaults yeah. a deaf girl. Yeah. Twice. So that's one thing. Number two, all the times with the hearing aids, I think they said eight or ten times they had to get replaced. Yeah. I'm not sure how much hearing aids cost. I'm searching it up right now. Hearing aids price. Okay. They go for 200 anywhere between 200 and $2,600. Yeah. So times that by 10. That's a lot of money. And then the time where he pulls it out of um, Shoko's ear and she starts bleeding yeah well the reason why i like shoya is because once he starts getting bullied for bullying shoko to leave the school he starts to realize his actions because he's receiving the treatment that he gave to another person um he's he also saw the amount of money that his mom had to pull out of her account to give to uh shoko's mother yes um so i believe that everything that came after that after uh, Shoko left kind of made him realize his actions and then he began to take steps forward to fixing his attitude once again so that's the reason why I like him is because of his character development um yeah his character development is really good um on the opposite side, and with the black haired girl Naoka um he didn't really change because at the very end in the last scene that she's in, she calls Shoko because she signed Moron incorrectly. <laughs> I th- no, I think I think she does it correctly. It's just that like I think Shoko does it with her because she's she's elated that uh, Naoka is using sign language because it shows that Naoka actually made an effort to try to communicate with Shoko, which. Yeah. Is, I get, like, I guess it's a good kind of redemption, which is weird because, okay, so Naoka doesn't like Shoka because Shoka always apologizes for everything, even if it's not her fault. Mm-hmm. Which, um, c- kind of agree with. Shoka shouldn't be apologizing for the fact that Shoya literally tormented her. So, yeah. Um, but, like, there's no defined reason of why Naoka doesn't like Shoka, which I got kind of maybe that Naoka likes Shoya. Yeah. She was mad at Shoka because Shoka also likes Shoya. Yeah. Um, I think another reason why is because 
she really wants to have her old friends back. Because I remember her always going to um, Shoya, and she would be like, if Shoko didn't come to school, then we'd all be together, and it would be perfectly fine. Um, She ruined all of our relationships. It's all her fault. Um, And Shoya kind of realizes that she's the main, or I mean, the girl with the black hair isn't going to change. She's like, or he's, (laughs) sorry, I can't speak today. (laughs) Um, Naoka was jealous because Shoko, she thinks that Shoko um, ruined their friend group, basically. Mm. And Shoko realizes that that's not the case. And he tries to tell Naoka that, or he tries to actually cut Naoka off. Like when Naoka um, sat on his bike and he told her to get off. And he also, remember the little cat purse that he got from the cat cafe? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, And Naoka was like, wow, where'd she get that when she was talking about the cat purse that Shoko had? And Mm -hmm. Shoya says, I gave it to her. And then she goes off the bike and she runs up to her. Oh. Um, I think she just wants her old friend group back, honestly. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. It did seem, though, that even back then, even before Shoka, their friend group was, well, I want to say toxic. It was definitely toxic. Yes. But, like, well, yeah, but, like, you don't really see that. Like, mm-hmm. you see how toxic they were together with Shoka, but you don't really see yeah. what they were like before. Because, like, kind of the first sixth grade scene is the one where Shoya and Maoka are sitting next to each other, and then uh, Shoka walks in as the new girl of the classroom. Yeah. Which, See, like, okay, I don't see why they would be friends in general. Because, okay, Naoka is a mean girl. Miyoko is the is the nerdy girl who's kind of like a lesbian. <laughs> I don't know why, but I kind of I got that from her. Miki is, like, the, quote, nice girl, but obviously she talked crap behind everyone's back. Yeah. Um, I forget what the uh, the blonde boy's name was, but him and Shoya weren't really friends. They were more just like kids and kids that they saw, I guess, every day. But yeah, like honestly, I gu- I guess it was good that she never developed as a character either, because it it kind of shows like a two way path with like kind of like Shoya and Naoka as like kind of opposite sides of the same coin in a sense because like obviously Shoya cared so much about Shoka that you know he well I don't want to say he dies for her because he didn't mean to fall off the ledge but well I guess I will say that because in a sense he was willing to die for her because you know um, I don't think he was willing to die. I don't think he expected at all to yeah. fall off the ledge. I think he just lost his, well, I want to say footing, but, but he was kind of holding onto the ledge with his thighs, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't get how he fell. I kind of don't get that. Because it looked like he climbed more over the edge as he was pulling Shoka up. And I'm like, bro, what are you doing? I, I think it, it was because Shoka, um, she pulled down hard to try to reach her hand to the top of the bars to pull herself up and when she pulled down the rest of his body weight kind of shifted forward and he slid off 
yeah um to save her or something i don't actually remember what was going on but he wanted to go see shoko so he ran to the bridge and she was there and he didn't expect yeah. that <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't yeah. know what well, it kind of felt like he might have been expecting her to be dead there like have also not also but have tried to commit suicide again there that was kind of the vibe i was getting because he seemed really scared when he like didn't immediately see her there he did but then they locked eyes and they you know sat on the ground next to each other (laughs) it was very cute yeah it was very sad as well Mm -hmm. because like obviously shoko was conditioned so much by the hatred around her to the point where she hated herself for pretty much just existing which is another thing of why i don't like shoya because like obviously yeah he was trying to uh fix that when he learns that uh shoko hates herself um with like all like oh let's hang out every single day blah 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 (laughs) blah blah but like okay one other thing though so shoko sometimes talks and why is it the only time well i guess maybe this makes more sense if it's with like the original japanese audio but like when she says i love you and he's like moon yes the moon is very nice so i'm gonna guess the the phrase i love you and maybe like the phrase the moon are very similar in japanese yeah i'm not sure but like my it's like plot convenience in quotes because it's not really convenient that the only time he doesn't understand what she's saying is when she's saying i love you i thought he did understand though he he thought she was talking about the moon he said oh yeah it's pretty pretty right now (laughs) and she gave him like some like little people on sticks which go in your garden not yeah. exactly sure what those are for. For decoration. Oh, they are? That's Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> it's cute. Um but also when she's talking fast to him at one point, she's like I think she's saying that she doesn't want her sister to be a burden on him or something cuz he offered to buy bread for her to fish the fish or, or to feed the fish. To fish um, the fish. To fish the fish. To feed yeah. the fish. Um <laughs> And she starts talking really fast. She's like, she's just being greedy. Don't give it to her or whatever. And he tells her to slow down. And he says, I can't understand you. And she says, is my voice weird? And he said, yeah. And oh, then she, yeah. Yeah. So I think her emotions are flooding her body. Then she probably can't talk well, especially since she can't hear herself. I, yeah. Like, I could have sworn um, Shoko was, te- or Shoya was telling somebody that he thought he heard show you say or shoko oh my god say i love you i could have sworn but like he didn't he thought like oh that couldn't be so that's why he was like i don't understand you it was trying to like at, figure out what else he could have been saying at no. one point um there walks up to him and he asks why uh he thinks that um shoko is avoiding him or something along those lines and he says that uh, she talked about the moon, and then the sister asks, "Wow, no wonder she's pissed." 
test. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh. oh god. And the whole thing with uh Yuzuru where Shoya literally thought that Yuzuru was just a boy yeah. and five years younger than Shoko in dating her. Like when I saw Yuzuru for the first time, I'm like, that is a child girl. And then yeah. Shoya's like, oh, so you're her younger boyfriend. And I'm like, okay, you are a man then, I guess. Mm-hmm. And like the whole like it it was okay with Yuzuru. It was a little confusing with her because it was very in a sense very quick with her and Shoya's relationship because like one part it's just show or Yuzuru hates Shoya because Shoya was an absolute psychopath and bullied the crap out of her sister, and then it's like. <laughs> So then when user runs away, it's just like, okay, now I shall be friends with you, show yeah. And I'm just like Yeah, adding on to the quickness, I think that um Shoko said I love you much too quick to show ya. Yeah. But well, okay, I- wait, how <laughs> yeah, like how long was the timeline? Cause from what it seems, it took place over a whole year, right? Yeah, I think. I assume. Didn't Shoko say I love you? From what I got, it was about maybe like six months. Oh, no. Maybe. It was more than halfway past the movie. And I'm going to guess that halfway was six months into the movie, right? What I do, yeah. Speaking of like the I love you thing, I I do like how it does end where it's not like a love story. Yeah. Like, where, like, and's like, when I'm kissing, but it's more of a self, self-discovery and self-bettering type story. Where yeah. It's more about Shoya's relationship with himself instead of Shoya's relationship with Shoko. Which- Personally, I'm not very fond, well, I'm not going to say not fond of, but romance isn't my favorite, so it Agreed. surprised me was my favorite but I think Mm -hmm. you just kind of answered my question as to why because focused on romance it's focused on um self or development character development and yeah yeah oh wait okay I I had a question just for you guys so the character Toshi so that's the red-haired dude Uh why was he there I was very confused of why he was there genuinely like what relation did he have? Was he, like, dating Miki or something? No, he was just kind of there. I think he was introduced when Miki came to um, Shoya and said, this dude is interested in being your friend. So I think his only purpose was to show that new people can be your friend. But that mm-hmm. also confuses him as the green-haired kid already showed that. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, Toshi doesn't really have any development as well. Like, he literally has nothing to do with the plot because the way that you really have to be part of the plot is be part of also the sixth grade plot, which he was not. Right. Which is why the character uh, Tomohiro, the green-haired dude, wasn't exactly the best character. I feel like he was great for um, Shoya mm-hmm. because I feel like he helped him open up more to the idea of friendship. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, the thing with, uh, like, as you said, with Toshi, where it's, like, new people can be your friend. And that was more of, like, Tomohiro's kind of role. Like, Tomohiro, well, well, I guess the actor did a good job acting. Because, um, obviously, it's more on the job of the animators. But, like, the character played its role well for what he had to do, which was show that new friends can come from new places, right? Yeah. I love Tomohiro. So funny. Really? <laughs> I didn't like him. I thought he was annoying. Like, he's obviously the quirky best friend, and it's just, like, he was also yeah. possessive as well, and I'm like, Tomohiro, yeah. stop. <laughs> Tomohiro, I just thought he was so funny. <laughs> french fries, and he would pretend to smoke his french fries. He'd be like, we're friends now. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Does anyone have anything else to say, possibly, about this? Uh, anything that you really did like or didn't like that we haven't covered yet? Um, I thought the situation with um, Shoko's mom was interesting. Well, not interesting, but also just realistic, I guess. Uh, because I feel like moms usually do have that sense of having less redemption for somebody who's wronged their kid than the actual kid um yeah I just thought that was really interesting because parents usually do hold more grudges than the kid over their bullies yeah uh Megan did you have anything that you wanted to say that we haven't covered yet yeah um in the English dub one of my pet peeves with it was that there was a lot of breathing. Um, so there was like a lot of gasps and exhales, and that just kind of made me uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, where they would go like. <sighs> yeah, like you know how there's a joke about an anime. All you have to do is move or take a bite out of something, and you're like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just really didn't like that part. But other than that, I thought the voice acting was pretty good. That is good. I did, okay, I also had one pet peeve. It was just general, <laughs> like, kind of like the general animation. Looking back at it now, some of it makes sense. Like, where it's just, like, cuts to people's feet. Mm -hmm. Because you're obviously seeing it from Shoya's perspective and he doesn't look at people's eyes. But, like, they were just, in a sense, kind of, like, weird cuts cutting to random things and you couldn't see the people talking. I don't okay. know, I just, I just find it a little weird to do that. I thought it was pretty, in my opinion. Um, I thought it was a nice stylistic choice for how they chose to animate when they would put in like random flowers or random balloons in the sky or whatever. I oh, just yeah. thought it was visually appealing. I don't know. Well, I guess we have differing opinions. Yep. Because <laughs> I was like, just can we stay on the characters' faces, please? But <laughs> um, okay. we're also exploring the possibilities with animation, where you mm -hmm. could kind of draw whatever you want. You don't really have to focus on a face to get the message. And I think they're also discovering some symbolism, um, like with eggs cracking into glass bowls. That symbolized the dude falling, um, and. The fireworks. Oh, and the little raindrops. That symbolizes, I think, um, 
either feeding the fish, which is the activity that he does with the pink-haired girl, um, or falling off the bridge. Uh, so, last thing we talk about, would we recommend this movie? I'm going to guess Megan's going to say yes. A hundred percent, yes. <laughs> yes. If you could pitch the movie with, with only one detail, Megan, what would you pitch it with? Um, well, in my TikToks, <laughs> uh, when I'm drawing and I watch anime, I like to mm-hmm. add little clips of the anime that I'm watching into the TikTok. Um, mm-hmm. I actually just did that for my most recent one with a silent voice. Do you, um, you want to give your TikTok a shout out to the some people who listen to us? At Fluffy Satan's Fun. <laughs> we, we better get a shout out on your TikTok. I will, I will. Like, be like, oh, I was featured in a podcast. Oh my Go to on Spotify. <laughs> yeah. So, you think the art style is probably, like, the biggest draw? Um, I also, personally, I love the story. What about you, I? Do you recommend or do you not recommend? And if you do, I why? I, I do. Um, because it really, I think, in my opinion, shows depression very well. Uh, and, like, how it can come about as well, because it shows from the time that they were in um, middle school to the time that they were in high school, the end of high school. Um, so it shows how like all this stuff can just create this dark side to people because of how they're treated. Well, yeah, I'd also recommend this movie because I agree with you. It does show depression in a good times, and I think, like, I guess follow following on that, it's a good movie because so it's not R rated, but like deals with good or not good because they're bad but important and relevant issues that kids do face and with the style of animation as like you can kind of make lots of things symbolic which is obviously harder to do with live action tv because you'd have to probably do like lots of like that's more be like on lighting but like in the anime like with the axes on the faces, that's obvious. Symbolism. It's a good movie if you if you want to watch it, because it's uh, as as I was saying, it's not a romance movie either. So it's like, I think it's a good movie for everyone. So that was our review on the Silent Voice. This the in our podcast. I'm your co-host Ryan. I'm your other host Addison. And we had our featured guest Megan. We will see you all next week. Peace. Bye.